This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Whitmer here, along with the Oompa Loompa on the other side of the table, Dave Oster. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? And for audio listeners, the reason why I said Oompa Loompa is Dave decided in the wheelie chair that we have, the computer chair, he's just going to put it down all the way. All the way. He's going to sit to where I have to, this is the first time ever I visibly have had to look down at you. It's fun being on this side of things, you know? It's, it's just a different perspective. That's what, that's what I'm here for. I can't wait to see. Because I'm not always on the onside kick. You're not. You're not. You were actually on it two weeks ago. With, uh, that's true. It was me and Mark. With the Mark Weber. Now, Mark cannot be here, and uh, he was like, guys, you know what? I got to go. I won't be able to do it. His wife had surgery um, today, so that's why he's not on the podcast. And actually, he, doesn't, TMI. he doesn't know that I'm going to do this, so I'm just going to tell you guys. Go over to Twitter and just give him some love. Be like, hey, Mark, I hope everything's going okay. And let him know that you're thinking about him because, of course, Dave and I are thinking about him and his entire family today while he's not on the podcast. But Dave was yep. gracious enough to say, I got this, guys. I can fill in. I'm a I'm a good guy. I'm a, I'm a I got face. nothing going on. Dave definitely is not a heel. I'm not I a heel right now. I'm going to come in here and uh, kind of mess some shit up here. Maybe I am, though. Okay. Maybe. But you Maybe don't know yet. Dean Ambrose. You just yeah. haven't turned yet. Exactly. Get my gas mask out. <laughs> you got to get that gas mask. You don't want to get sick. Exactly. You don't want these guys getting you all no. sick and stuff. God, no. But we got a jam-packed show on the podcast today. What we are going to do is we got to talk about the Packers. And they fire they fire Mike McCarthy. We had talked about earlier, should they fire him? Well, they did. We're going to talk about who they could get as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Then we're going to take a look at the NFC East, the Eagles are one game out of the NFC East crown. Can they steal that division away from the Cowboys? And then we're going to, before we make our weekly picks, look at the NFL draft. We're going to look at Dave's boy. I am only hyping him up through, like, vicariously through Dave. Um, But we're going to look at Marquise Hollywood, or I'm sorry, lights, camera, action, Hollywood Brown, because Dave would get mad if I didn't give him his calling card. We're going to look at the best fits for the Sooner wide receiver. But before we get into everything, got to give you the spiel. Patreon.com, that's how you support us. That is how we do everything we want to do, and we do it for you guys, hopefully, wonderfully. You can also tell us that at iTunes and Apple Podcasts. I'm actually going to do the same thing I do for the Primetime Podcast because we actually had a new rate and review for the Primetime Podcast. For the onside kick, did we get one? Scrolling through all of our episodes, and we have not. We're still a 4.5 out of 5, which is good. A lot of five-star ratings. If you want to go and rate and review us, that would be appreciated as well. And also, mostvelpodcast.com. You can catch MVP each and every day. But, Dave, let's jump into the first topic. The Green Bay Packers, they fire Mike McCarthy. And the first thing before we get into... Should they hire a guy for Aaron Rodgers? Who are they going to hire? What was your thought on Sunday when our fantasy football group text kind of blew up that the Packers had fired Mark McCarthy middle of the season, didn't even let him finish out the entire year? I mean, I thought that was uh, maybe a little bit aggressive of a move, but who knows what was said behind closed mm-hmm. doors is my thought. You know, I feel like he's a guy who 
He's earned his time. I, I'm one of those people. I'm like, you earned your time. Mm-hmm. The season's not going to change all of a sudden that you're going to bring in an interim and do... No. Just let him play out the season. Mm-hmm. Unless he's going to cause like irreparable damage to the players on the team. Let him just play out the season. What's the harm? Unless they're trying to get somebody before the season. Like, unless they're trying to start those interview process before the season's well, over. Well, get that interest going where it's like, yeah. oh, okay. That job is open. Put your because, name in the running with the Browns. Because, I mean, yeah. I mean, because we... Obviously, had the segment, should they fire him? Yeah. And it wasn't really uh, for sure if they were going to fire Mike McCarthy. And one of the questions that I've seen kind of thrown around, because my reaction was like, whoa, they actually did it. I can't believe they actually pulled. Because I was on the side of, should they? Probably. Will they? Probably not. Like, Mm. I was like, they're just going to ride this out. Him and Aaron Rodgers are going to be married together and their careers are going to mirror one another. Obviously, that's not the case as the Packers fired them after this loss. I mean, yeah. you, you lose to the Cardinals. I mean— It's pretty embarrassing. It's pretty—like, you lost to Josh Rosen and a guy who probably should be chutted after this year in Steve Wilkes. I oh, wow. honestly believe that because the Cardinals—I I mean, they don't have an offensive line. That's kind of a problem. But, yeah, I mean, just a slight one. They're kind of really bad. And, they're not a good team. I would not be upset, personally, I'm not a Cardinal fan, but I would not be upset if Steve Wilkes was chutted after this year. But the question I've seen thrown around, I want to get your take, is should Aaron Rodgers even be, should they include him on the process of finding a head coach? Like, the big question is, should he have a big say in who the next coach for the Packers is? Because I'm on the side, no. Like, it doesn't matter to me. Whoever the GM thinks is going to come in yeah. and be able to work with you, that should be good enough. I'm on the other side of this. I think that he should have some say. Big say is wrong. Mm-hmm. He, he is like a he player shouldn't be on the able team. to one that goes. That's the guy I want. No, I mean he can give suggestions. Mm-hmm. Love to you know be like I'd love to you know work with this guy or I think what he's doing with this offense is real interesting. Mm-hmm. But he he shouldn't have total say. But like I would fly it past him. Be like hey. Mm-hmm. These are the guys we're looking at hiring. We're going to do our interviews. We'd love to have you talk to this guy for an hour. Kind of like what the Bears did with Mitch and Nagy. Yeah. Where they kind of just sat in a room. They talked. That's I think that is the appropriate amount of involvement for a quarterback because Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is the Green Bay Packers. He is what they're – he's their franchise. He's what they're doing, Mm -hmm. and he's their quarterback for the foreseeable future. So, yeah, you want him in the room, and he's a smart guy. He's, you know – what we, I think almost everybody agrees in, in MVP mm-hmm. at least is you're the best quarterback in the NFL today from a I talent mean, standpoint. Especially Sean. I mean, Sean, Sean thinks Aaron Rodgers the GOAT. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we can quote you on that one, Sean. G stands for GOAT. That's yeah. what the helmet says. Absolutely. So, no, I, I think he deserves, you know, some consideration in the process, but, you know, not not like veto rights or mm-hmm. like demanding this guy's going to be my head coach. Like, that's, that's, that would be excessive. Now, I'm going to throw out the, Let's hit the name that everyone's going to throw out and then kind of filter yeah, out through. Absolutely. The big name that there's two names that I'm seeing because there's two. Let me start this way. There's two categories sure. that the coaches are in. There's two guys who are in the left are in the right. And then all the other ones that are in the left. And the two guys that are in the right are guys who are like these have been head coaches before They're One might be an assistant now, but he was a head coach before where the other ones are like DeFilippo, where it's like, I've never been a head coach, but I've just been an assistant, or right. um, kind of like how Sean McVay was when he went to the Los Angeles Rams. The two big names I'm seeing is Josh McDaniels, yeah. who, head coach of the Broncos, 
goes back to the Patriots. He's been doing well with the Patriots. And Jim Caldwell, who was the head coach of, he was with the Colts. He was with the Detroit Lions. I, me personally, I'm not sold on Jim Caldwell. I don't know why his name is, but like, I get why his name is being thrown in there because he knows the division. He's a competent head coach. It's not like he's Hugh Jackson or Marvin Lewis out there, but I don't know. I don't think he's at the level to be the guy to work with Aaron Rodgers. Where Josh McDaniels at least intrigues me because he was a guy that's worked with Tom Brady. Yep. Got hired and was going to work with Andrew Locke before declining that job and going back to New England. And he could be a guy that I could see that could at least maybe work with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah. No, I 100% think that Josh McDaniels could do an adequate job. I mean, like, the whole knock against him was obviously his time with the Broncos. Mm-hmm. But you have to look they at that. Have a quarterback. Well, that, that's the thing. You have to have the perspective of, well, he got put into a situation without a guaranteed quarterback. Mm-hmm. So he was trying to make ends meet with what he had on the table. And obviously things were less than ideal and they did not work out so great for anybody involved. But, you know, the whole, yeah, he's got a bunch of uh, assistant head coaches around the league who'd be Mm -hmm. happy to, you know, jump ship and come with him if he decided to pull the trigger again on that. So that's nice. And then the fact that, yeah, he has had one of the most successful offenses with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL over a long period of time in two different stints. It's very intriguing as a Packers fan, as a Packers player, to want that guy mm-hmm. on your side because, like, well, look, he can work with us. He's worked with guy with, with anemic offensive systems where it's like you've got such a star at quarterback, and you might not have the best talent around him, but you find a way to make that system work for you and work to the best results. So mm-hmm. I think from a creativity standpoint, Josh McDaniels is, is right at the top of that list. And let's be completely honest. Here's the... Here's the thing I like to throw out about his Denver days is so he was fired during the 2010 season. Yep. Um, That was Tim Tebow's rookie year. Yep. So that was the whole, why are you not starting Tim Tebow? All the fans, Tebow time, Tebow time. And he gets fired after what was it like a three and nine start? So he got fired after 12 games, I believe that year. And it was just a mess in Denver of why he got fired, never really, to me, never really had that quarterback yep. that was like, this is the guy I can link to. Where in New England, he's working with Tom Brady. He's working with the GOAT. Tom freaking Brady. It's kind of hard to not be good when you're working with Tom Brady. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, Tom Brady wasn't, you know, the offensive dynamo that he is today. True. When he started his career I with, mean, uh, oh, God, what's the— Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. I was like, what's the old Notre Dame head coach? Mm-hmm. Charlie Weiss. <laughs> so, no, I mean, like, look, we've, we've seen him evolving to the point mm-hmm. of being a better player, but even Tom Brady's talked about how, like, yeah, no, Aaron Rodgers has more talent than I do, but I'm able to do this because of my system, because mm-hmm. of the support around me, da 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 So it's like, it'd be really interesting to see, you know, what Tom Brady, uh, you know, the whole, like, so I'm like, what would Aaron Rodgers do on the Patriots? Do you think mm-hmm. he'd win four Super Bowls, five Super Bowls? Do you think mm-hmm. he'd win five out of eight? Like, all that kind of conjecture and talk. I think that Josh McDaniels moving to Green Bay would be a really interesting move. And I think it's got the highest chance of success out of the names I've seen thrown out there because you've got someone who's been in the business for a decade plus. He's had some head coaching experience, so he's he knows sort of what to expect. He's got contacts around the league. 
you know, it, it just sort of all lines up for mm-hmm. he should be a successful head coach somewhere. It's just does he want to play the winning game for that Patriots position? Do you think it matters whether it's a like I'll throw two names out there, but sure. it's not really about the names. It's about who they are. Yeah. Like, for example, Josh McDaniels, a guy who can come into that room. Yep. And him and Aaron Rodgers can kind of I want to say can kind of talk as equals. Yeah. Where it's basically it's one's not going to be dominant over the other. Whereas you could get a guy like John Filippo, where of course personality could put play into it as well. Yep. But it could be like a hey, this is my head coach first head coaching job, quarterback a little bit more dominant over me. Because I don't really know, like, I haven't really had this job yet, which, like, I'm going to compare it to the Bears, and I know Packer fans are going to say, why would you do that? But, like, Matt Nagy didn't really have to deal with that because Mitch was only in his second year. Yeah. So they're kind of on the same. And he looked terrible his first year, so. And they're kind of on the same playing field where if, do you bring in, like, a guy like John Filippo, a guy that has never been a head coach, could that be a negative because Aaron Rodgers would be seen as the dominant figure in that locker room, in those quarterback rooms? It could be, but I think it's very much how the relationship plays out because mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers you know, has sort of uh, gained the reputation for being you know, a bad guy to coach. A prima donna. A prima donna, not very easy to coach, not easy to work with, but he didn't always start that way. You know, mm-hmm. That's the thing is I think over time he's evolved and his relationship has soured. So if you get a fresh start with a guy like John D. Filippo or one of these other first-time head coaches – I think that Aaron Rodgers can take it back down to a point of like, hey, we're both here to do the same thing. I want you to put me in the best position to win games. Mm-hmm. That's all I ask. Like, And I think that Aaron Rodgers is at the point in his career where he's mature enough and he knows. I think it just got to the point at the end with McCarthy where I was just like, look, I don't respect you. I don't agree with you. We don't I'm gonna win make that, with you. We don't win with you. And I'm going to make that very publicly known. Mm-hmm. So I think that that just was a poison relationship. So I don't think it's... I think there's the chance that it goes wrong because of ego, but I think I think that's a a knock against where Aaron Rodgers is and all of the work he's put in, you know, up to this point. You know who'd be an interesting one? I don't think he'd even be interviewed because there was news that there's only one job that he would want, and that's the Cleveland Browns. Correct. Bruce Arians to yeah. me is a guy where I look at it and I go, You want a guy in his coaching career. When he took over for Chuck Pagano, yep. When Chucky was uh, fighting cancer, Chucky, he was nine and three Chucky. with Andrew Luck. Yeah. Then he goes to Arizona. I know Bear fans are going to be like, "Oh, we should have maybe hired him." That's the big thing that I always hear about twenty thirteen. Yep. Thanks, John Fox. But with Carson Palmer, ten and six, eleven and five, thirteen and three in his first years with the Cardinals, twenty sixteen and twenty seventeen. 2016 was that was the very end to the Carson Palmer days, um, but the first three with Carson. And I know that 2014 year Carson right. only played six, or started six games. He had a fairly good record, and really that 2015 year was one game from the Super Bowl. I believe that was if was that the year you and I went to visit Johnny in Tennessee, and they played the Packers in the playoffs and, and beat him in overtime. Maybe. Because that's another thing that Bruce Arians has played Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs and beat him in Arizona. But that year they lose. Actually, both years he made the playoffs. He lost to Carolina and Riverboat Ron. He's one that I see on lists and I go, he'd be interesting, but I don't think he'd be one 
that yeah, I mean, would even be interviewed because I don't think he'd want to. The fact that he's literally just been on TV to say I'm really interested in the Browns coaching position, and like Browns different do, times, and the Browns do nothing. Well, they got no, they got no need to do anything right mm-hmm. now. Just let the season play out. But no, he would be interesting. I don't know that necessarily he'd be a great fit for this team mm-hmm. just from his past experience. Like, I, I, I may be lower on him than a lot of people. I just, mm-hmm. I'm not super enthused. The, the work that he did with, um, name. The quarterback for the Cardinals at the time. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. Like, the work he did there, I don't see that translating A to A. Like, Mm -hmm. they're not... Carson Palmer and Aaron Rodgers are different quarterbacks, different skill sets. If he tried to run... A lot better. Carson Palmer was also at the very end of his career. Well, the question is, if he tried to run a similar system, what we've seen out of him. And that's Mm -hmm. that's really what you have to do with a lot of these guys, is you have to extrapolate, like, okay, this is how they ran their offense Mm -hmm. or defense, given the um, coordinator. And this is, you know, kind of the result. So you have to imagine, like, how would that kind of mm-hmm. a scheme fit in here if you plug I and mean, play? And Bruce Arians, I don't really think that that would fit well. I think the only sample size we could see with that is the Indiana sample size. Yeah. And the question with that is, at that point, how much of that was his system right. or him using Chuck Pagano's he, yeah, system it was really... because he was taking over? But, like, Andrew Luck, similar similar skill sets to Aaron Rodgers— is mobile. Aaron Rodgers is also a little mobile. Yeah. You've got the both of them have big arms, can throw it down the field. Both of them really good quarterbacks. The name that I hate that's being mentioned yep. is Lincoln Riley. Like yeah. I hate like every time there's a head coach, he's like, he's gonna be the next one. Guys, he's not leaving Oklahoma. He's right happy now. at Oklahoma. As he's long w- as they're winning. As long as he's winning at Oklahoma, he's got no reason to leave. Not gonna I mean, take a big paycheck and uh up to the big boys. The thing with college, and you even thrown this out too, and you can use this, the fans for sure, yep. but you can use it with players and coaches. There's more of a connection. There's more oh, of that, like, I'm connected to this team, to this lifeblood, to this fan base. And- no, it, college is a different, like, it's a different experience mm-hmm. than the NFL, uh, especially in sports. Like, there's, when, when you're a professional athlete mm-hmm. playing on a team, Yes, you, you care about the team to an extent, but like you're not as invested in that team as you were like when you went to college and you put in, you know, a year plus with a college and you got to know them, you got to know the environment, you got to know the people. Like there's so much more to the college experience. Like there there are rare instances where it's different. Like mm-hmm. obviously like I, I revert to the NF or to the NBA. So it's like the Lakers during like the Kobe days, like the Lakers meant everything to Kobe, but Kobe also didn't go to college. Mm-hmm. So like that was his like kind of drawn out experience so i think that lincoln riley has something special at oklahoma and i think that the job security and the success he's had there Mm -hmm. i if i were him or if i were in his shoes i would say to stay i think that is you got something special and plus building it and it's they just won they're like the only team to in the power five to win their conference championship four years in a row right He's got something special going. He's obviously got the, mm-hmm. you know, he's got the blueprint. Yeah. And why would you change it up? Like Pete Carroll left under auspicious circumstances. Mm-hmm. He's done a he's done a great job in the NFL since coming. Obviously, with that, well, um, and he wanted to avoid the sanctions. That would be the too. Yeah. That would be the aus- auspicious <laughs> okay. circumstances okay. I was mentioning. That's, that's what those means we're referencing. <laughs> really big word, Dave. I'm sorry. I, really I, should, big word. I should break it down for the for for y'all. Uh, but no, like he he had that ridiculous mm-hmm. turnover of gutting the Seahawks roster in a couple yeah. of years so quickly, and then just success. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Lincoln Riley. The only job I see him going for is young team, yeah. like the Browns. I don't I don't think if he were to leave, I don't think it'd be for a veteran heavy team mm-hmm. or a veteran led team 
like the Green Bay Packers. Or if it's like a Browns team where it's like, hey, I know Baker. Like, I can yeah. work with oh, Baker. Oh, well, absolutely. Um, and that's mainly, the like, the Browns job was the only job where I'm like, okay, you can bring him up, but he's still not leaving Oklahoma yeah, in my mind. I don't mind. see him leaving, yeah. If you would have asked me today as we're recording this on Tuesday, um, if you would have asked me when I woke up and yeah. got out of bed, Jim Harbaugh would have definitely been on this list. Really? Um, but now that Urban Meyer has retired from OU, he's got to win. Jim Harbaugh sitting there going, "I can win. This is his chance. <laughs> I can find. I can beat Ryan O'Day. I can beat Ryan Day. I can beat him. I can't beat Urban Meyer." So I've kind of taken Jim yeah. Harbaugh and pushed him to the side. The other two that I just would throw out there is the two kind of young pups. I'm going to call them. Sure. In John D. Filippo. Yep. We thought he was going to get a head coaching job last year. Like, I remember Mark and I had a segment where we talked about, would he be the right fit for the Bears? And a fit with Mitch Trubisky after he had won a Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles. And then the guy that Mark has, Mark on the podcast has said that this guy is going to be, and Mark can correct me if I'm wrong, is going to be the next Sean McVay. Mm -hmm. And that's Matt LaFleur. He was a guy that was the OC under McVay. His first year in the Rams, he's now the OC under Mike Vrabel with the Tennessee Titans. Mark is always, whenever we talk about coaching, Mark's like, this guy's going to get a job sooner rather than later. My biggest debate with these two is, do you want a guy who's never been a head coach to be Aaron Rodgers' head coach late in Aaron Rodgers' career? I think... DeFilippo is the better out of those two candidates. Obviously, the success of the uh, Titans offense. Uh, obviously, we know the issues with Marcus Mariota and mm-hmm. his medical issues, and that's a struggle, but they don't have a balanced plan. It, it seems at times like that offense gets stuck, uh, you know, mud in the tire style, and they just can't get rolling. They, mm-hmm. they, have, they have trouble building momentum. Some questionable plays from my uh, point of view on uh, third downs, and I don't know. I feel like they've got some they've got some awesome weapons down there. And obviously, Corey Davis is like one of the ones where it's just like just throw it in a direction. The man's gifted, and mm-hmm. they don't utilize him. And it's just like okay. So if you got a weapon and you're not utilizing him, that sort of raises a flag with me. Obviously, asterisk that with Mariota situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, I'm not in love with D. I'm not in love with him. But D. Filippo is someone who obviously he spent the time in Philly's QB coach, moved over to the Vikings. They've had some success, and he's looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Looked pretty good, but like, do you think that he's a guy who is ready to make the jump again to run his own team? Because I feel like he needs a little more time mm-hmm. mastering his offense. Because obviously, this Vikings team, you're the expert on it them, depends. so I would love to hear your opinion on it, him. It depends because to me, and this has Eagle fans. If you're listening, don't get too upset with me. Yeah. Um. I think that, with like, of course, when you're an OC, you're going to learn from your head coach. I'm not saying that Ideally. Doug Peterson didn't teach him anything. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think that he's he's going to learn a lot more about how to be a head, how to be an effective head coach yeah. from Mike Zimmer yeah. compared to Doug Peterson. Like, in the Eagles right now, we're going to talk about them next. We're kind of seeing that, oh, all right, Doug, it wasn't you why this, like, it wasn't you that was the masterpiece to this offense. I'm assuming it's Frank Reich because the Colts have looked great. I was going to say, year. yeah, the Colts uh, have really turned it on. Filippo, I want to give kind of like an asterisk to because, like, 
Frank Reich had an easy job. He's working with Andrew Luck. Like, Filippo, But he's working at rehabbing Andrew Luck. And, which so. is still a lot better than a Kirk Cousins. Where there ah, are, Kirk Cousins Kirk has Cousins, arm talent. Kirk Cousins has looked good. I defend Kirk Cousins when everyone, like Colin Cowherd, yeah, tells me that he he's hates bad. I, I know. And it's like, all right, they're working together for the first time. This is the first time that Kirk Cousins has had talent around him. Yeah. And, I mean, we lost to a talented New England team. There might have been some shenanigans, but I think it was Patrick Chung late in that game. But I love Adam Thielen. I was say Adam after. Thielen's going to break a record, oh, isn't he? Yeah, he well, he already did. Harry did the hundred uh, yard game 10, 000, consecutive. Yeah, and then the ten thousand yards he broke Randy Moss's record. Yeah, team record, I believe already. I just for me, I think it's DeFilippo will be a good head coach. After he has learned everything he is going to learn from Mike Zimmer, because yeah. Mike Zimmer to me has been like an enigma. Like when he was the assistant coming over to the Vikings, right. I was like, well, I don't know what to expect here. Yeah. And it's been like, holy crap, this guy's like a competent head coach. Like, yeah, Zimzam's in pretty good. He's just, he's just got, I, like I, the Zimzam. I like Hano Zimzam. Like, <laughs> that's just like, me. He's like the guy that is just like the per like I don't but, want to say the perfect head coach because he like no, isn't like Belichick, right. but it's like he knows what to do and how to command from his team and get every ounce of. I completely out of agree. Him. There, there is an eerie calmness to him, mm-hmm. and then when he gets upset, mm-hmm. like the team reacts to it, and mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic because you see the sideline cuts in some games of like different mm-hmm. head coaches, and like. When Zimmer gets like visibly upset and starts uh-huh. yelling, it's like that, that sideline, especially that defense, tightens. comes to life. They do. Like, they come to life. They tighten up. So I think and, that's pretty awesome. And that's another thing. Which one of these coaches is going to, I think the big thing is which one of these coaches is going to get that kind of a reaction and mesh with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Last thing I want to throw out here, and this is me kind of trolling Packer fans, oh, sure. but I'm going to do it. I thought in my car today on the way yep. home from work. Yeah. Why not draft a guy like Will Greer? Oh, you're an asshole. And I'm not saying draft him to, oh, he's the starter next year, but just take – I am gonna. I haven't had the time to go through this in my head. Gee. I'm going through it now on yeah. the podcast. Think about this. When Mike McCarthy got the job with the Packers, Aaron Rodgers was a young pup. He was sophomore year in the NFL. Yep. Was drafted 05. Mike McCarthy Still riding came that in pony. in 2006. Brett Favre at the time, if we go back 13 years, that was 2005, 13 years ago, Brett Favre would be the magical age of 36 years old. Yeah. Right now, Aaron Rodgers is 35 yep. years old. Right around that same number. I see number. what you're doing. I'm not saying he's only got two years left with the Packers, but if you bring a guy in... And you're figuring out, hey, Aaron Rodgers, this might not work long term. Will uh, I mean this is a this is a topic for another day, a troll yeah. topic. Yeah. Will Aaron Rodgers retire a Green Bay Packer? I don't think it would be out of the question to bring if you bring in like a D. Filippo and Matt Lafleur, bring in a guy like Will Greer, who you can kind of mold while working with Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback in case it doesn't work out. Because if it doesn't work out with a new head coach, you're not going to fire the new head coach. You're going to get a new quarterback. That's what I'm thinking. I think you're being crazy. And that crazy juice. You need you need to wait about a year or two because <laughs> if you remember, I, that Brett Favor guy, he played <laughs> pretty good at Favre 40 guy. for you, didn't he? Dude, he played really good. He played incredibly he well. He was one bounty gate away from another Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers, I will admit, 
is is, is a talented sob. So <laughs> I would not be ready to move on. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I would I would give it two more years before I draft a guy <laughs> that I'm seriously concerned. The problem is you need someone because Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Yeah, like that's the only case, mm-hmm. and I, you didn't make that case. Whereas, but Brett I'll Favre say it was an Iron Man. Brett Favre's the Iron Man. Brett Favre never gets hurt, <laughs> except when he got murdered. Yeah, by on, Bounty Gate. Yeah, literally murdered on the field. And then the Bears murdered him more because the Saints murdered him <sighs> in the first place. I believe oh. that was Wooten who took him down. Yeah, and then just stood over him. Uh, my guy, the mm-hmm. only one that I I've uh, actually liked, and this is a guy who I actually tossed out mm-hmm. for the Bears head coaching job before Nagy is Pete Carmichael Jr. on the Saints. Hmm. He's their OC. Obviously, we all know who wears the pants in that relationship on the Saints, but you've got a what Drew Brees. They've got a head coach who's been play calling for that team for the last decade. True, come on. So look, Pete Carmichael Jr. came up basically like mm-hmm. his whole career in that Saints org, and yeah. I absolutely love what he could have. What I'm assuming he's absorbed and helped mm-hmm. build on is that Saints offense. Look at what they've done in the last five years, changing the way they play, changing the way Drew Brees is effective on the field. Mm-hmm. And I think that is someone who has a great offensive potential. And I think that he can bring that to the Packers and solve problem number one, which is horrible play calling. Mm-hmm. Horrible play calling. So I think he's the guy who has all of the right you know bits around him. He's been around a great head coach. He's been around an aging quarterback and evolving the offense every year to better fit the talent on the team. That that offense hasn't been the same one year to the next. He's made it work with you remember how many like late round receivers the Saints have had that have put out great seasons? Mm-hmm. Remember all these like diamond in the rough kind of players that make that team run. So that's why I go Pete Carmichael Jr. as my long shot dark horse, whatever you want to call it, for that Packers job. So you want to know what's funny about Pete Carmichael Jr.? Sure. Do you know how long he's been working with Drew Brees? How long? Since, Since Drew Brees has been in the league. I see, because he was a QB coach so, with him, right? Well, yeah. here, here's how it went. Drew Brees' first year was we were 11 years old, 2001. Yeah. A long time ago. The Chargers. Uh Carmichael Jr. was with the Redskins as an offensive assistant and a quality coach. The next year, 2002, he's with the Chargers, that same job for two years. Yep. Then in 04, 05, he wide receivers coach and a quality coach, but still a coach on that Chargers staff. Drew Brees ends his career with the Chargers in 05. Yeah. 06 goes to the Saints. Who becomes the quarterback coach for the Saints in 06? Carmichael Jr. Yep. Then he's the passing game coach for two more years after that. And then he's the OC from 09. So he's working with. That's what I'm saying. If he can work with. So what you're saying is if he can work with Drew Brees this long, he can work with Aaron Rodgers. And think about how well Drew Brees has continued mm-hmm. to play as an aging Drew, quarterback. After that injury, too. Like I we mean, thought, everyone thought he's done. He was done in the league, yep. not going to do anything, and then he resurrected his career and now owns all the passing statistics um, that any quarterback could dream yeah. to yeah. have. And he owns the New NFL. Orleans fans' hearts. And he like, owns New Orleans fans' hearts for getting so, in that Super Bowl. Pete Carmichael Jr., like, I think there's a guy with the right experience mm-hmm. to take a head coaching job on. Well, this is where you guys come in. Lengthy segment for talking some head coaching. What do you guys think? Should the Packers, first off, should they hire the guy for Aaron Rodgers, who will that be? Who do you want them to hire? Who don't you want them to hire? Let us know what you guys are thinking down below in that comment section. But Dave, let's move on into the next topic. And we're taking a look, not talking about contenders like we did last week with the Bears, which, by the way, like Sean said, who killed a baby during the Bears segment last week? Because Bears fans, first off, hate me. 
because I'm a Vikings fan, which is yep. understood. But number two, they also now think Mark is a Mark is a Bears fan, and they think he's a Vikings fan. It's so weird because Mark is like the most like he's Super, Super Bowl, Bowl Super Bears, Bears. man. That's all he says, and yeah, two Viking fans in denial. But we're not talking about the Bears. We're not talking about the Texans. We are talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, the team that we thought would be twelve and four, thirteen and three, five and or eleven and five, not five and eleven, eleven and five. Thought, we thought they were going to be really good. You thought wrong, and they're not. Right now, they are six and six. They're on a two-game win streak. Two-game win streak within the division, but. They got a big game coming up this week, Dave. I want to ask you, they're 6-6. Six and six. The Cowboys, who are also ahead of them, are 7-5. and five. Yep. I'll just be honest. Will the Eagles steal the NFC East away from the Cowboys? Nope. Why? I feel bad because, like, I don't like the Cowboys, mm-hmm. but I have to respect the fact that I they mean, are playing Does really anyone well. besides Cowboy fans? I can't imagine. I can't imagine, but... I do have, you know, you have to give credit where credit's due. And the mm-hmm. Cowboys looked really strong. Meanwhile, the Eagles, you know, eked by another win. And to be fair, they've not, I don't think at any point in this year, they've actually had everything kind of come together in one mm-hmm. game. So I look at it and I go, you know, they're they're still trying to figure it out. And this game is pretty much the decision, right? This is the, like, this if they it. win, they're in. If not, they're mm-hmm. pretty much screwed for the rest of the year. So, mm-hmm. no, I, I think that. The Eagles are looking at next year, and I, I maybe I'll be wrong. There's, there's always a chance. It's a fifty-fifty mm. guess, but I look at this and I just say, the Dol- Dolphins. Jesus, <laughs> sorry, I'm flipping through shit. Uh, the Cowboys are sitting there, and they've got all the momentum in the world on their mm-hmm. side. They beat one of the best teams in the NFL. Then they went ahead and just they've been killing it on offense. Amari Cooper's contribution huge to that team. Zeke looked mm-hmm. great. That offensive line holding strong now meanwhile the eagles like i said yes they're they won a game but they again it's you're getting phases of a whole game mm-hmm. complete but like you're not actually getting everybody killing it on the same front so I, I just i don't think they're gonna do it i don't think they're gonna steal it well the big thing too that plays into it is let's say they win let's say the eagles win this week because the first time these two teams met in philly yep it was only a seven point game it was 27 to 20 and these divisional NFC East games are always tough. Like, one team could walk in undefeated. The other oh, yeah. team could walk in winless. Records don't mean anything. And the undefeated team loses. So I can I see you. a game where the Eagles win. The only thing that kind of I look at and question is the rest of the schedule. Rams, Texans, uh-huh. and then Redskins. Well, the Redskins they can beat. But, I mean, yeah. going to Los Angeles – like not only do you have to go to Dallas this week, yep. then you have to go to Los Angeles. Then you got to play a Houston team. Yeah, that's at home, but Houston has been on a roll in fuego. They were zero and three, and now haven't lost a game since going zero and three. Where the Cowboys are, yeah, the Cowboys. What do you do after you play the Eagles? You go to Indy, very winnable. If the Jaguars yeah. beat Indy, you can beat that Indy. Was, that was a disgraceful football game. Oh, by the that way. was a bad game. Um, and then you have Tampa Bay, which I have. Stamped them as dysfunctional, so of course you can beat them. And then you got the low, you got the lowly Giants, which I know that divisional game, anything can happen. Giants beat the Bears, and it's going to be in New York. Backup quarterback, I and questionable refing, questionable refing, questionable refing, and backup quarterback. I will give you that. Yep. Um, However, it's in New York and. Divisional game, anything can happen. But those first two games, yeah, two, you could easily win those games if you're the Cowboys. So I mean. 
even if the Cowboys lose this game, the Eagles, if they lose the next two, yep. then they're falling they they give the division back to the Cowboys unless the Colts and Bucks can kind of shock the Cowboys. But I mean, Dallas ever since the so they lose to Washington, they have their bye week, they lose yep. to Tennessee. Ever since that loss to Tennessee, beat the Eagles, beat the Falcons, beat the Redskins. And then the big one, the one I didn't expect, they beat the Saints. No one And they kept them under like 40 points. They only let the Saints score 10 points in that game. That was was a shocker. I just don't think that, like, in the biggest question I have for the Eagles, and you should know this well above anyone else because you had them in fantasy, it's all about their run game. Ever since <laughs> what run Jay, game? Well, exactly. Ever since Jay Ajayi went down, yeah. it was like, what's the run game? And, I mean, they've kind of gotten a little bit of an answer from Josh Adams in recent weeks. But it's is, is he going to cement himself as a certified option for the rest of the year? Or is this just going to be a year where it's like, hey, you know what? We just kind of... We're gonna. Of course, the Eagles are gonna try to win. I'm not saying they're gonna pack it up, but it's like, yeah, you know what? The games are just too stacked against us to where we can try to win, but we're probably gonna go maybe one or two, zero oh and three, and one of those. I don't see them going two and one in mm-hmm. their next three games. No, I mean that's it. It's absolutely ridiculous to expect them to have expect them to do that. Mm-hmm. It's. Well, within the chances, though, like you said, that's <laughs> so you're saying there's, there's a, a ch- chance. I have to like there. There, mm-hmm. you can't count out any team in the NFL. That's the one thing that I love the NFL for is that, like, like you said, records don't matter. Mm-hmm. Talent on the field doesn't matter because any given day, this guy's having a great day, this guy's having a terrible day, and it matches up. And it's like, oh wow, well, this is this is over. This is over. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that's interesting, obviously, we mentioned the run game. Darren Sproles coming back, and obviously he got you know. Got a little bit of life left in him. So the question is, will he have much, you know, he, Golden Tate, Mm -hmm. this Eagles team have enough to take them through? I don't know. And I I just keep going back to no. I I look at this and I go, the talent's on the Cowboys side, the momentum's on the Cowboys mm -hmm. side. The Eagles have the tougher schedule throughout. But, like, it'd be the most Philadelphia thing to, like, like, yeah, it's a mess season, and we're going to come out and, like, win out the rest of the mm-hmm. year and go into the playoffs. Like, well, I'm just like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I expect out of the East. And here's the flip side to it, too, with the Eagles, where, of course, this is the question that we asked at the beginning was the division. Yeah. But they're not far out of the wild card either, where right now the Vikings are 6-5-1, and one, basically a half game ahead of both Carolina, Philadelphia, and Washington – who are all at six and six, and then you got Tampa Bay, um, who's at four and seven. Right. And like I just pulled up the schedules for those other three teams. The Vikings, they don't have an easy schedule. Like if let's say the Eagles beat Dallas, yep. Vikings got to go to Seattle. Seattle's been kind of on a roll as of late. Seattle's offense looked mm-hmm. incredible. And I mean, there's a chance. I am honestly, as a Vikings fan, worried about this Monday night because. It's not going to be a game that we can just walk in and win that game yeah. right away. I mean, then you got Miami and the Lions, which should be wins. I say should be because nothing's a done deal no. in the NFL. But then we end the year against the Bears. And I know mm. I kind of got mad at Bears fans in that comment section, like just because you beat us the first time, which, by the way, 
And if you're a Bears fan from that video watching this one, because you like the show, yep. I have to clarify, I have always been the guy that have said, if there's going to be a game the Bears beat the Vikings, it's at Soldier Field, because you always play us tough yep. at Soldier Field. Um, but we've got two tough games that we got to get through. Then you look at Carolina, they got to play the Saints twice. Now that they have to play the Saints twice, they got to play a divisional game against the Falcons and a road game, which, by the way, Carolina is not that good on the road. Yeah. They've lost the last road game they won was none. They have not was won a road none. <laughs> well no, said. No, no, scratch that. They won in Philly. <laughs> they won in Philly. That's their only, like, all the other road games. Lost at Tampa, lost in Detroit, got demolished in Pittsburgh on that Thursday night game, lost in Washington, lost in Atlanta. So not only do they have two road games, but you got to play on the road in Cleveland. So there's a chance this team could go 1-3-0-4 in their last four. I know that they're two home and two away. Yep. And then you have Washington, who the Eagles have the tiebreaker against. They're going up against Tennessee, who's a— Mix met what kind of a team are you going to get from that? Yeah, they have to play the Eagles last game of the year, so you'll get that rematch this time. It'll be in Washington, and then you get a Jaguar team in Jacksonville, which should be a win for the Redskins. But let's be honest, they're on their third string quarterback who now, knows? so like, yeah. who knows if they're going to get a win? And then they get a tough divisional game. I'm saying tough because it's a divisional game against the Giants. So, like, if I'm the Eagles, your best bet is that. The three teams uh, in ahead of you and even with you, they just fall apart in the last four, and you can kind of limp your way into that wild card spot. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's all they can do right now is win, and that's the mm-hmm. stupidest thing to say. But like, that's really you just, just have take to take it game by game, basically. game by game, beat what's in front of you, and you know the advantage is you have you still have Carson Wentz, who is a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know this is a down year compared to what mm-hmm. he had previously, but. Still solid quarterback. He's got the experience, and you've got one of the best tight ends in the NFL and mm-hmm. Earth's like awesome weapon. You've got other weapons returned to the team between Tate and Sproles. So I think you have upside. You've got potential, and like you said, winning the NFC East isn't the only path into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That wild card is a realistic chance too. So I I don't think their season's over. But I think this matchup with the Cowboys is pretty much the decider. I still think that mm-hmm. even if they lose this matchup, it really puts the push because you have to hope and pray mm-hmm. other teams are going to lose for you. No, if you, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. If you lose against the Cowboys, you're pack your bags. You're, you're done. just done. You don't. You you're don't give a chance because, for the, like, I look at it and I'm like, yeah. The the Panthers, I don't think are gonna finish that well. Like the Panthers at best will go two and two. <laughs> they'll beat the Saints at home. They'll beat the Falcons at home. Lose to the Browns. Lose to the Saints. Win the home games. Lose the road games. So they'll finish eight and eight. Right. Then you've got Washington. Looking at their schedule, it's a coin flip because on paper the teams look beatable, like Tennessee and Jacksonville. Yeah. But you've got Mark. Like not that Mark Sanchez is bad, but you got your third stringer out there. You don't have Alex Smith. You don't yep. have Colt McCoy out there, which even saying you don't have Colt McCoy okay, out there is kind of like, eh, a little bit. So like the Redskins, I'll say maybe I'll say one and three. They get a win either against Jacksonville, Tennessee, win lose the rest of them. Maybe two and two at best. Yep. Um so they're another eight and eight team at best. The Vikings, if they go two and two, they're eight, seven and one. 
that means you have to be nine and seven to get into the playoffs. And that means you have to beat either LA or Houston. And if you lose to the Cowboys, if you lose to the Cowboys, you're not finishing nine and seven. Okay. Like you're not gonna win your final three. If if the Eagles get into the playoffs, I mean, it's we, because we just talked about how Dallas turned mm-hmm. around their season with that win over the Saints. This it could be like, and now you're saying that the underdog can't win. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying the matchup would be interesting because I think they have mm-hmm. they weirdly match up well against the Rams. Mm-hmm. That's the that's why I'm like, look, even if you lose by mm-hmm. whatever circumstances, if you do end up losing to the and Cowboys, I mean, let's be honest, that game I think last they can year, take a chance. That game last year where Carson Wentz busted his knee was a phenomenal game. However, vastly different I know. Eagles team as yep. well. Um, if I had to put my money on it, I'm going to say Redskins will finish 8-8, eight and eight, and that's being generous because I could see them at 7-9. and nine. Panthers will finish 8-8. Eight and eight. Yep. Vikings, and this is me, what my Viking fan answer Eight, is that they go seven, nine? One. They go nine, six, and one and oh. get into the playoffs. However, I'm going to go realistic answer, non-Viking yeah. answer. Um, they'll go two and two, lose to the Seahawks, beat the beat the Dolphins, beat the Lions, lose to the Bears. They will go eight. What would that be? Eight, six. Yeah, eight, eight six, seven. and one. Yeah. That means for the Eagles, the route to get into the playoff yep. is you have to go three and one, and if. If they, that's why this game against the Cowboys is crucial. Right. You lose that game, you're not winning out. Like I feel like you'll lose one to Houston. Like if you're going to make the playoffs, you got to beat the Cowboys, win one against Houston or LA. Pick your pick your poison, whichever one you want to say you'll feel more confident against, and then you got to beat the Redskins Week 17. That's your road to at least set yourself up for the playoffs. Then you can say. If the Vikings do go three and one, if the Vikings do go four and zero, oh, then you can say, "Hey, we did all we could do. Yep, it just wasn't our year." The last question I've got for you with the Eagles, we kind of touched on it with the Packers, but I really want to touch on it here. I know I mentioned the run game being really weak for the Eagles, yeah. like you saying, "What run game?" Yep, is a little bit of this season also. Hey, we lost Frank Reich, we lost D. Filippo, and that's another reason why our offense. Has kind of hurt. Now the wide receivers, Jordan Matthews and Alshon Jeffrey. Jordan Matthews off the street. Exactly. Haven't been what you wanted this year. Zach Ertz is your leading um receiver. I think that's credit to Alshon because Alshon's mm-hmm. pulling a whole lot of attention. True. I mean I don't think Alshon's had a bad year. I think he's a talented wide receiver. I I just think that Well, he was injured at the beginning, which my point kind is of hurt he, everything. Fair. I I I think you're giving too much credit there. Mm-hmm. That that's my thought is that the, yes, would they love to have those coaches back? Of course, because mm-hmm. they were good coaches. The, obviously, they got promoted and new jobs for a reason. But in my mind, I think it's just we were overhyping where Carson Wentz was going to realistically be at when he came back. Mm-hmm. How healthy he was, how conditioned he was. And like health-wise, yes, he's been stable since he's come back. Mm-hmm. Not a concern, thankfully. But like well, his game were sense. Like, they were also like, hey, we're going to hold him out a little bit. Right. Like, he's not going to be back at the very beginning no, of the season. No, that's fair. But like game sense wise, it just hasn't seemed to click the same way. Like mm-hmm. last year, he was on fire. He looked mm-hmm. like the best quarterback in the NFL for a solid stretch. Like there was that level of hype that was like, oh, we're gonna get right back on this thing and we're going right back to the playoffs because mm-hmm. we got Carson Wentz. And then it was like, uh oh, 
things aren't moving on this mm-hmm. offense. And like you said, the contributions from the run, it, yes, JGI being hurt, and then obviously not having a solid backup who can step mm-hmm. in and, and eat yardage for them. No, I, I'm not. I'm not chalking up to the coaches. That that sigh was more of like, why did I draft JGI in fantasy? I'm sorry, right? I did it. <laughs> I'll admit it. For those of you who are new to Dave and fantasy, whoever Dave drafts, it's bad. It's injured. It's real. AJ Green this past week. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, Craig Olson again. Brandon I'm sorry. was mad at you because he's got AJ in his money league. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I I got a lot of apology letters to write this year. I mean Leonard Fournette. <sighs> Yeah, didn't you have Lashawn McCoy? This I did. Year? I do have Lashawn McCoy, uh-huh. who's been consistently hurt. You had nice Jai. My yep. my favorite, and this is going in the way back machine. Yeah. my favorite Dave injury one was Nate Keating. Oh that will God, always, that will Damn always it. be my favorite. <laughs> Nate so Keating, stupid. The num- first kickoff of the season. Torn ACL out for the year. Just fucking, he booted it so <laughs> yeah. hard, he ripped his ACL. Didn't didn't know a kicker could get injured from he the got Dave by injury me. curse. He oh man! But let us know what you guys think. Will the Eagles make the playoffs? Will they steal the division away from the Cowboys? I like how that's what it started with. Yeah. We we're like, no, and that turns into, well, maybe they can make the playoffs. I there's, sort of yeah, there's I a like, chance to make the playoffs. There's a chance. But tell us what you guys think in the comment section. Are you confident in the Eagles? Not confident in the Eagles? Where are you when it comes to the Philadelphia Eagles? Let us know what you think down below. And Dave, let's go into our final topic before we make our picks for week 14 in the NFL, how we close each and every podcast. And we're doing another draft topic. I believe this is now the third week on the onside kick. We've kind of finished with a draft topic, kind of infusing them more in as the college season's coming to a close. We're starting that draft season. Last week, Mark and I were looking at Nick Bosa, Ed Oliver, kind of looking at them, who mm-hmm. should be the number one overall pick between the two. And today, we're looking at a age-old question that we like to ask. We did a lot of it with, like, Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, a couple other prospects here and there. Yeah. We're playing the game, the age-old game, best fits. And today, we're looking at your boy, Lights Camera Action, Marquise Hollywood Brown, the wide receiver for the Oklahoma Sooners. This is a guy that on my big board this week had a 17th overall out of the top 25. He is a guy that on Mel Kuyper's big board, around the same range, had him at 15, a 5'9 wide receiver, 168 pounds. We're going to kind of talk about which teams in the NFL he would kind of fit best in, kind of looking at the range, but also if he fell a little bit, maybe this team could also grab him. I'm going to start with you because obviously I can't throw it to myself. You Who could. Would... Actually, of all the people, I think you could throw you, it to yourself. You want me to throw it to myself or do you want to? No, I was, I, gonna... I just, I was okay. just saying that like of all the people I know who host shows, like you could throw it to yourself. <laughs> oh, I have before because there have been topics on the Rick and Johnny where Johnny's like, you got to throw it to yourself, man. Yeah. You yeah. Throw it to yourself. But for you, first off, what do you think about Hollywood Brown? Because you haven't really been able to talk about him. And then give me your first team that you think he'd be a good fit for in the NFL. I think he's an explosive playmaker. And I think at the wide receiver spot in the NFL, his game translates so mm-hmm. well out of college. like Especially on those fly routes, oh, man. Oh, my God. That boy has jets. Mm-hmm. And he has great hands. Like, he's got every... It just makes me excited to talk about him because, like, <laughs> watching him in college produce mm-hmm. at a ridiculous level is like, oh, yeah, this is good. Like, started the season, mm. saw him play, I was like, he's pretty good. 
I was like, suck a pilot. Damn, he's really good. Season keeps going on. He just keeps getting around. I was like, oh, shit. Like, this but, is. Let's put it this yeah. way. Like, Mel Kuyper says, and I quote, he's a big play threat yep. on every route. Yeah. I every mean, single route. Because he has that breakaway speed, but it's mm-hmm. not just the speed. It's the route running into the yak. Like, he mm-hmm. gets, as soon as that ball gets into his hands, he's another player. And that's mm-hmm. what makes him something that's worthy of a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And that's why. I'm looking, you know, he's that, like, obviously mocks are anywhere from, like, 15 to yeah. 35 range. I look at a couple of teams who desperately could use a wide receiver. Give me one. We'll talk about it a lot, but give me the one, I one mean, that you want to throw out there. My favorite one is I want him to line up alongside T.Y. Hilton. <gasps> I want the Colts you to get— you imagine Andrew Luck with Marquise Brown? Like, it—I know, I know Colts have other oh. needs, but, like, could you imagine that mm-hmm. for that offense, like, to have two— Stud wide mm-hmm. receivers out there. T.Y. Hilton, the just constant professional out there, getting it done, having having huge games. He's just volume receiver. Marquise just opens it up with mm-hmm. tons of big playability. That's that's my first team I look at, and that's just like that's a dream matchup because I love T.Y. Well, Hilton. And so the, the thing is that it comes down to with them is like you said, they've got other needs. With me, they're a team that I look at and go. Would they like because this? And here's another thing, yep. Marquise, and this goes with all the offensive no, guys. Yeah. It's such a loaded defensive draft. Oh class my god, I know that. Will teams go? Oh man, we really like him, but we should probably get this defensive guy. Or will it be? Hey, there's a ton of defensive guys in this draft. We can get a guy like this later. Let's get this offensive guy. Let's go, with Marquise. Draft Brown strategies now, are out there because there's not a lot of guys like him. And like you look right now. You've got, I mean, Eric Ebron has kind of been like come out of nowhere. Like I thought, well, Jack Doyle he, would be the guy when Andrew Luck, like when yeah. Andrew Luck and him were healthy, Jack Doyle was going to be the guy. I picked him up oh in fantasy, God. and then Andrew Luck's like, "Oh, who's this Eric Ebron guy?" And he starts this guy to who him. you know couldn't catch the ball for the life of him mm-hmm. in Detroit. All of a sudden, well, producing. it was Matt Stafford. Like Matt, if Matt there's Sta- nothing wrong with Matt Stafford. If Matt Stafford had a healthy shoulder. Well, let, me, let me sit down here. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with Matt Stafford. Uh, no, it's just like. He's 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 come on to mm-hmm. things, and obviously, like I love, uh, God, the not highly questionable, but the other show that Dan does, and with Stugatz, yeah, with Stugatz, radio morning show. show, and they just rip on Jack Doyle all the time, <laughs> like four catches, sixteen yards. Yep, that's a Jack Doyle day. <laughs> Jack Doyle day, and it's just like, oh, God, they I'm, just lay into people. But, I I'm looking at before you talk yeah. to your next team. I'm looking at the receiving yards for the Colts, yep. and just by looking at their like players and receivers, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm convinced they don't have a number two wide receiver. Like I'm seeing guys like it, it's Ty. That's like tight end, running back, running back, tight end. It's like, do you have a number two so, wide receiver? There you go. Problem who's, solved. Who's another team? Number two is a spicy team that you know everybody loves to hate, and mm-hmm. it's the Oakland Raiders. You you got lots of picks. I got three draft picks. You got man. lots of picks. You you got rid of Amari Cooper. Uh huh. You're rocking Jordy Nelson wearing crutches out there. Mm-hmm. Like you need someone who can help that offense. First, they got to go get that pass rush. Good thing get they the got the pass rush. Yeah, get the pass rush. And that top ten pick. Mm-hmm. God, it's number two right now. Yeah. Uh, get get that. They got pick twenty two mm-hmm. and twenty six right now. 
uh, for the could Cowboys be, and Bears be respectively. Lower the Bears could win more games, and yeah. so could the Cowboys. So it's right in that range where it's mm-hmm. like you know we're we're right in the middle of the danger zone for Marquise right there. And I think they're a team that absolutely needs a wide receiver who is under the age of 30. Yeah, and I mean, you look at it right now, it's like Jordy Nelson, <laughs> like, like wide receiver. Yeah. Amari Cooper only had 280 yards with him before he they refused was to throw to the traded. Martavius hurt. Bryant, another one, had that a wide receiver that's caught Attempted passes redemption this arc. year. Yep. Like, their top two pass catchers are a tight end yep. and then Jalen Richard, who is a running back. Correct. So it's like that... The team that I'm thinking about, I just want to throw yeah, this out there. No, I'd love to hear. A team we talked about in the first segment. Oh. The Green Bay Packers. Really? You were talking about the Colts and what kind of a way to make a statement. We're going to get an offensive guy to be our head coach, somebody who's going to work with Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And Aaron, what's the biggest thing that people have said about this team this year? That you have nothing to work with. We're going to get you a guy that can be a deep, a big play threat. On every play for you. And have Devonta Adams over here, Hollywood Brown over here, and then if they could work Equiminius St. Brown as like the slot kind of, a slot guy who can then move out also when like they need to move guys around. Because with Hollywood Brown too, like Hollywood? he's not just a, hey, put him on the edge and fly route. Like you said, his route running as well. It's solid. To where, hey, we're going to switch you and Equiminius St. Brown. Now Brown's going to be on the outside because he's got the height over Hollywood Brown, and we're going to move you into the slot and kind of use your route running kind of like what the Falcons do with Calvin Ridley in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, between Adams, Cobb, and Jimmy Graham, mm-hmm. like that that's what you got right now, and that's not amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them adding it. Like, if, if you're looking to replace Randall Cobb, basically, mm-hmm. like Cobb hasn't obviously been able to play much this year, mm-hmm. so be a nice upgrade for them. But like, do you think he's worth a top ten pick? Well, here's the thing with the Packers is they've got two picks. Yeah, but... they don't have that. I'm not saying draft him at ten. Okay, I'm saying if he falls, and I say fall because I had him, no, I had him like seventeen. If he's there when that Saint pick rolls around, I'd take him with that one. That Saint pick is pretty take... late. I mean. It would have to be late, or maybe you have to trade. That's that, that's trade number thirty up a right bit. now. Well, and I say that because, like, you yeah. look at Tankathon's mock draft; they have him at thirty-five. Yeah, um, no, so that's true. There could be some wiggle room. Tankathon I mean, disrespecting true. a lot of offense, but uh, I think he's going to go a little bit higher. Maybe ten might be reaching. Or, ten is reaching my mind. Or the Packers—they've done it before. What trade if back? Ted Thompson does it again? Hey, you really like this guy? We'll let you trade up to get your guy. We'll trade Go back, back a, a couple bit, spots, and then we'll grab the guy we want. That I would love. That I would love. But I mean, really, for him, I think that he's sort of in a situation. Mm-hmm. In a lot of wide receivers are like this, where it's like most teams are a good fit for wide receivers. Like, there's not True. a there's as not long many as you bad have a good teams. quarterback. Like, that can the find freaking you. Atlanta Falcons were like mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley, and yeah. everyone's like, "Don't you want defense?" And they're like, "Nope, Calvin well, I mean, Ridley." Like, at- no, no, no. Don't you want defense? Like the, the Panthers did the same thing late. It's like DJ Moore, huh? A, a second round guy? Hey, DJ Moore was talented. I, I, I had and him early he second. Great. And he's been great for that Carolina team. But that was one where when it happened, like because I was yeah. in Avengers that night, came yeah. out, saw it happen, and I went, huh? huh? Exactly. DJ Brown? Really? I mean, it wasn't DJ Moore or DJ Moore. It wasn't as really a uh, head scratcher as what the Raiders did. Or what the Steelers did. It's a lot of head scratchers that day. Or what the Bengals did. But, I mean, that was one where I went, huh, 
and interesting one. My my ultimate one mm-hmm. is just just for Sean Anderson, the Patriots. Put on the Patriots. Give Tom Brady a true weapon again. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine having? They've got six possession wide receivers out there. Six of them. Mm-hmm. Give him someone who is a explosive threat. Yeah. And again, I could imagine that Patriots team if. Josh Daniels decides to stay to find a lot of interesting ways to get the ball in Brown's hands. I think mm-hmm. that that is truly, and I know like a lot of people are projecting them to go tight end because of Gronk's health. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. But there's tight ends everywhere, and they could make a tight end work just about anywhere. I feel like they're the team who's going to pull up, you know, a third rounder, an eighth rounder. Mm-hmm. Eighth round doesn't exist. I know, but they're going to go out and do that, and it's going to work for them. Anything can happen. Yeah. Like, any team can trade up, but I want to say this. Yeah. If he falls, let's say he falls to 36th overall. I'm jumping on the phone. Like, it is mayday, mayday, he is falling. Yeah. You know who would be, like, the one— Who's going to trade up? Not just that. You know who's the one team that I would say, hmm, that Sam Darnold trade really uh, affecting you here? Because you know who I would really like him to go to, but he's not because— their pick is way too high at number three right now. Yeah. They don't have a second round because they traded with the Colts for Sam Darnold, which not saying that's a boneheaded move. You had to do that to get your quarterback. Yep. And he ain't gonna fall like Marquise Brown is not gonna fall to your next pick in the third round. No. Could you imagine though, and this is just fantasy fit, if he went to the Jets somehow. If the Jets were able to let's say he falls to those playoff teams mm-hmm. and the Jets were able to Lamar Miller style, work out a trade with one of those playoff teams to trade back into the first round Ooh. to take him and pair him with Sam Darnold. Ooh. <laughs> I would love it, but like Sam Darnold got to start throwing to people wearing his own jersey. Well, like... that, but he doesn't have anybody on his own team <laughs> worth throwing it to, so he goes, I might as well just throw it to the other guy. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I think that'd be a great pair because we always like giving the, mm-hmm. go ahead and get your young quarterback a big tight end to throw to, mm-hmm. get him a running back with these yeah. hands. You can balance that offense but giving mm-hmm. him a wide receiver i don't know that's the nice thing is marquise doesn't only go on fly routes like he mm-hmm. can run Any out route. of the slot yeah he can run on the outside like he can be a mm-hmm. possession wide receiver for a team if that's what they need him to be mm-hmm. so i actually do like that match if he falls i would if you if he falls to the end of the first round start of the second round mm-hmm. i would absolutely expect teams to be jumping up to get the chance at him because i just he has wide receiver one talent mm-hmm. And I think it would be a huge mistake for a team not to take a shot at him pretty early on in this draft. You know what I also wouldn't hate? Yeah. And, of course, it's like you're saying, like, wide receiver, you can say anyone's a fit at 21 right now. I wouldn't be mad if the Vikings were like, yeah, rich, get richer. Here, Thielen on the outside, Diggs over here, Brown in the slot. Screw you, man. (laughs) Screw you. Diggs, Thielen, and uh, Marquise Brown. Hey, Kirk Cousins, let's get it. Screw. Let's get it. Healthy Delvin Cook behind you, Latavius Murray, um, backing him up. Like we're probably gonna go defense or what we should go, offensive tackle or yeah. offensive line help. But like that's another one. Or a team we talked about earlier, the Eagles. Eagles could do have, it. Haven't gotten what they wanted out of like Al, what they, they wanted. They picked up on Golden Tate. Mm-hmm. So let's see Which how that's been doing. Yeah. Let's see how that works out for the rest of the year. But he's also a guy that his contract's up at the end of the year. So is he going to resign? If he doesn't resign, do they go wide receiver? 
Denver's another one. They went ahead and traded Demarius Thomas yeah, away. Yeah, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, but also Emmanuel Sanders is getting kind of older. Yeah. And he's another one that people are saying, like, oh, they could trade him away. Like, to me, right now, there are teams within that, like, 15 to 20. The Colts could. Washington could. Denver could. Philly could. Oakland could. Hell, Baltimore could if they wanted to. Um, there are teams there that could take wide receivers. But for me, if I had to put my money to it and say, okay, this is the team, mm-hmm. although I would hate it because it's my team's biggest rival, the Packers. I would just love, like, I would love that for him yeah. and for the Packers organization because they would give Aaron Rodgers a weapon to throw to and he would get one of the best quarterbacks, top two quarterbacks, in the league, I know Aaron Rodgers kind of a down year for him. No, out no. of the, do you have any others that you think? All right, this is one I haven't mentioned, or the last question out of the ones you did mention, who would be the number one? That is the Colts, the number one. That's why you set him first. The Colt, the Colts would be my like that's mm-hmm. if he's coming off the board. Fifteen is the first spot I see it. That's like at. that's the best. That's the start out of every, and team. that's the best fit off the bat because mm-hmm. he goes to. One of the best young quarterbacks, and I've talked so much shit about Andrew tier, Luck and his tier, lack of health. Would like, you say tier one quarterback or tier two quarterback? He's, he's two. Okay, he, come on, you got you got the Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, That's tier one, Philip Rivers tier. Okay, where it's just like fuck everybody mm-hmm. else. Then you got the Pat Mahomes mm-hmm. and others. Could you imagine if he fell? Could you imagine if he went to the Chiefs? <laughs> uh, Tyreek Hill no, and Hollywood yeah, Brown. I say, let's, let's just get two guys who can outrun everybody else uh-huh. in the football field. Or Tyreek, it's basically like, wait, was that a pass or a handoff? Was that a pass or a handoff? I mean, I'm and that's the thing sure. is, you can use him in similar ways because mm-hmm. he has that's not the same speed, speed, but like he's very quick. Mm-hmm. I would love to actually <laughs> over under on his forty. Being I a, can't wait for his forty. Oh my god, yeah. I don't know what it's gonna be. Okay, I, I was like, do you want to make that bet? I can't wait for it. Like okay. that's the big thing where it's like fast forward to the combine. Four, three question mark. I'm gonna be upset if he's unable to run it for some reason. Yeah. Like I don't think it'll be a Lamar Jackson issue, but like if he's in, if he tweaks something, it's like ah, oh, I'm not gonna run the forty. I'll run it at my pro day. It's like no, don't run it at your pro day. Run it at the combine. Any final thoughts before we move on into our picks? Love this kid. I think he's got success written all over him in the NFL. Uh, again, the only downside mm-hmm. is his frame. So a little bit, little bit smaller. He's a guy. smaller guy, but he is so effective mm-hmm. and he's so tough. Like you've, I've seen him take hits and he bounces right back mm-hmm. up again. I'm like, that's exactly what I want to see. So no, I, I've got very little concern about him. I think he's first round talent. Mm-hmm. He's got number one wide receiver written all over him. And the thing I do want to throw out very end is like Mel Kiper said on his big board, he can be a deep threat at the next level in the mold of John Ross. John Ross was a top 10 guy. So there is a chance that as the draft process goes on, teams like him, and he jumps up into that top five range, especially on draft night. But this is where you guys come in. First off, what do you think of Marquise Hollywood Brown? And what teams do you think he would be a good fit for? One that I did not mention, the one that Tankathon does have him going to, the Cardinals. 
wouldn't be a bad fit, but I wouldn't want to be on that team right now because they are not a very good team at the moment, and yeah. they don't trust their quarterback to throw the ball. But let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. And Dave, let's end the podcast making our picks because it's getting late here, and I know Dave wants to go to bed. I've been yawning so much. Goes to work as this is we're entering the Dave bedtime yeah. twilight hour. So we will make our picks for this week. If you're new to how we make our picks. We just do straight pick them. Might change it next year. Might, might not. I know Mark's not a huge against the spread guy, but that's how we're doing it right now. We are just making our picks, and we'll start Thursday night football. The Jaguars finally got a win last week. Barely? They shut out. First shutout ever that Andrew Luck has uh, had against him since he's been in the league. Jaguars will play the Titans in Tennessee. What are you thinking about this one? Jaguars playing the Titans in Tennessee. I, Titans also, I believe, coming off of a loss as well. I am going to be bold here mm-hmm. and take the Titans. Oh, at home. Yep. And I was wrong. They're coming off of a win. I forgot that game against the Jets happened because it's the to Jets. me, the Jets don't play football anymore. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. It's a bye week in my mind. I've, I've got the Titans, and I did talk smack about them a little mm-hmm. bit earlier today, but I, I think that they're going to pull it off because, honestly, the Jags just look so lost on offense. Well, and for me, Three it's running e- backs deep, and they're, they're good, but... For me, it's easy. Titans. Like, kiss of death. The kiss of death has been put on the Jaguars all season, um, and that's why, or the Jaguars, I'm sorry. Got to say that the correctly. Jaguars. Because those, uh, you guys got it wrong. Like, well, Mark got it wrong. Mark blatantly says Jaguars because he doesn't care. I know. Like, blatantly will go hard wires where I'm I'm trying to, Jaguar. Duval, Duval County has been good to me. They gave me whole wheat bread, so I mean, I want to make them feel like I respect their team, and I want to say it right with the Jaguars, or like you said, the Jaguars. Um, But going on to the Sunday games, we'll go through the day games first. Like I said, Bills get a bye this week. They're playing the Jets. Bills with the win. Bills Bills Mafia going to win. Bills are hilarious because they're like Jekyll and Hyde of teams, (laughs) but I'm loving Allen the more. And they cut Calvin Benjamin today. Yeah, it's a sad one. Mm -hmm. Sad. So both going with the Bills yeah, in this one? no disagreement. Then we've got, I've already said basically who's going to win this game in our Eagles segment. Um, Panthers, who can't win on the road. They've only won one road game against that Eagle team. Yep. Going into Cleveland to play the Browns. This is how much Vegas does not trust the Panthers on the road. They're like, all right, we're going to pick you to win because it's the Browns, but we're only giving you a point and a half. A point and a, a half? A point and a half. Wow. So to be fair, the Browns have played close in a lot of games this year. That's almost an even. So it's like, how do you even take the Browns and the points in that one? You don't. You take the Browns to win it because that's what they're going to do. Baker's going to win in Cleveland against the Panthers, and Cam Newton's going to be going, what just happened? What just happened here? He's going to look like John Travolta and, like, just looking around like, where am I? Not so fast. <laughs> Double not so fast? Double not so fast. <laughs> I got Carolina taking this okay. one. I think they— they're, they're steps away from finding their mm-hmm. mojo. That offense gets rolling. Like I said, they're one of the most fun teams to watch. Mm-hmm. But good Lord, do they suck at turnovers. <laughs> like, Cam needs to protect the ball. Mm-hmm. And they, oh, they just... They're, they're going to do it. They're going to beat mm-hmm. the Browns. It's the Browns. Don't, it's get, the Browns. don't get so uppity about the Browns over there. I don't know, there. man. This team can't win when they uh, go away from They're going to break the trend today. 
Then we've got the Atlanta Falcons, a couple of four-win teams as Atlanta goes into Green Bay, the first game that Coach Philbin will have as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. You're flipping a coin. Who did it land on, Falcons or Packers? It landed on the Falcons Mm -hmm. because I hate the Packers. (laughs) Just plain and simple. Well, the, the Falcons have all the talent. The Falcons have underperformed all year, and that's that's the true, honest answer. Is they're the more talented team. Like, just look at Julio stats should, last week. Not like didn't have barely anything. So I'm, I'm going to take the talent. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care that the Packers are probably going to have an up game because they cleared mm-hmm. out the head coach. It is sort of typical of teams when you make a coaching change, you do see some immediate results mm-hmm. and then a you know return to the medium. So. I am going to take the Falcons, though. I think they're more talented. They're quicker. They're smaller Mm -hmm. on defense, so they'll be able to swing around quick. I want to go with the Falcons. Yeah. I have to go with the Packers because of what you said. All right. Not the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to have an FU game. Yeah. He is going to have, like, like, there's Brett Favre against the Raiders up here. Wow. And then there's... A lot below it, but still good. Aaron Rodgers, the day after, or the week after, Mike McCarthy gets fired, which, by the way, my uncle, who's a big Bears fan, um, sent my mom and myself a um, gift joke that was basically Ted Thompson going, go pack. And Mike McCarthy goes, yeah, I agree, go pack. He goes, no, really, go pack. (laughs) (laughs) Which I had to laugh to. That's that's, that's a bad dad joke levels. Um, but the next game, two teams that are on a roll. One team that leads the AFC. The other team that's in a fight to maybe steal the division away from the Steelers. Yep. Does Lamar Jackson have it in him to beat Patrick Mahomes? Everybody's circle in this one is an upset in the <laughs> making. And they're all like, I mean, oh the, yeah. The Chiefs are only favored by six and a half. We're, we're being the Smarks out here. They're all like, mm-hmm. take the Ravens and the points. Did you just call them Smarks? Yeah, because that's... Okay. that's Keeping the wrestling yep. terms alive. No, well, it's a wrestling term, but it's yeah. also a betting term. True. Shark and yeah. yeah. So, a lot of people want to go with that Ravens, Ravens team because their defense is so good, and Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. equals ball control equals minutes on the field. Mm-hmm. But Patrick, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, fucking Mahomes. Well, you should know he's on your fantasy team. He is my only success <laughs> grace. on that team, and how, I swear to God, if he goes he down not, this week, how has he not been injured? He's he's the curse breaker. Okay, like the he, curse he's the start breaker. of it. Now I got to stick with Pat Mahomes forever now. <laughs> but I think that there is not a chance. Mm-hmm. Lamar just turns over the ball too much. Mm-hmm. Like that's and, and I know like there's just, the fumbles happen. He doesn't have. He doesn't set his feet very much when he throws the ball. He, mm-hmm. he does some back foot throws, which yeah. means there's a whole lot more air under that ball, mm-hmm. bad angle. I think that as bad as Casey's defense is, mm-hmm. they're going to be able to hold out and win this one. Yeah, I can't pick against them. I would love to pick the Ravens, but yep. I can't pick against the Chiefs, even though I know they have lost two games. Uh, but they have been two very good opponents oh, you don't um, say. in those two games. Then the next one, I feel like I should be giving the Dolphins some more respect, but uh, Patriots win. Like, it's easy. Patriots over the Dolphins. It's funny, though, because the Dolphins Dolphins always beat the Patriots. Especially in Miami. They play them so close, and, like, Tom Brady above 90 degrees Mm -hmm. sucks. Well, and I didn't, I was going to say, I didn't give my key analysis where it's hard to play in the heat. The heat of Miami in December is just so much where I know people Are they playing in Miami this game? I thought this was at Patriots. it's in Miami. Oh, it's in Miami? It's in Miami Gardens 4. Okay. Okay. I'm looking at it right here. <laughs> okay. So I am going to go with the Patriots, even though maybe I should go with the upset here. Nah, screw it. I'm with you. Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> then the next one, I have labeled this team dysfunctional, so I will never pick them to win a game. Saints over the Bucks. It's easy. I mean, yeah. 
Do you, in Tampa. Fitzmagic and Jameis are just like mm-hmm. dueling dueling at terrible quarterbacks. Like flip a coin, this one's the quarterback I, today. I love and hate them at the same time because <laughs> Fitzpatrick has that swagger to him and he that will Connor McGregor He will throw any fucking pass. Who the fuck is this guy? Like you don't challenge him and you're like, hey, that's triple coverage. You're like, I can do it. We need a get I can do it. We need a get all right meme of uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick dressed as Conor McGregor, yeah, with Drew Brees next to him, and a and, speech yep. bubble that says "Who the fuck is this guy?" Oh, it's 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 somewhere out there already, <laughs> I guarantee you. But yeah, no, it, one one's a cohesive team, and the other one's mm-hmm. a dumpster fire. So you're going with the Saints, as yeah? Well. Then we've got the Giants going into the uh, into FedEx Field to play the Washington Redskins. This one's tough for me because I don't know who to pick. They're both just. I want to pick the Giants because they're coming off a win against the Bears, but like. But they pooped the bed in the game against a backup quarterback and needed refs' help to win the game. I know, but the Giants haven't been good this year. That's what I was going to say. What are you thinking about this one? Because the Redskins are on their third quarterback this year. Yeah, that's why I have to go with the Giants. (laughs) Like, Odell Beckham Jr. is a better quarterback than Eli. No, then Mark Sanchez. Okay, then Mark Sanchez. Well, are we going to see a butt fumble in this game? Please, no. No? No more butt fumbles? I like Sanchez. I, Look, the, the dude's going to be a quarterback's coach like next year or something. Mm-hmm. Like, Just let him transition out. Another thing that I know Kornheiser brought up today. Yeah. How much bad luck does do the Redskins have? Incredible. That not just one quarterback, but two quarterbacks break their legs in a season. It's incredible. Like, it's just like, Mark Sanchez, do we need to just bubble wrap those legs? Make sure in that advance. nothing happens He goes to on the you? field wearing the braces. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the Giants. I almost went with the Redskins. I'm like, they do have Adrian Peterson who can bust it He's off for consistent. 90 yards. But I'm going to go with but the Giants But Saquon too. Barkley, Odell Beckham oh. Jr., Sterling Shepard now is getting the ball in his hands. What's your fantasy needs him? We're up by 30 over Jake, which I hear from Sean that Jake is mighty salty ah. um, that we got Saquon Barkley gifted to us Pretty much. in a trade. Um, so I'm going to hope Saquon does well and that the Giants get the win. Then we've got AFC South action, the Colts and the Texans. This will be a tough one, although yep. take that game against the Jaguars. Throw it away. That wasn't the Colts that we're used to seeing, although I got the Texans in this one to keep their winning ways rolling and go into 10 straight wins after starting 0-3. Double not so fast. <laughs> Colts are coming out shooting Dave, this one. Dave likes his Colts. <laughs> I do. I do. I think that they are in for an offensive explosion. I think mm-hmm. last week they were frustrated. The the, ja- the Jags are a great defense. Mm-hmm. It's still you can't disrespect them. They're just they when just they're on the field consistent. When they're on the field so much, it, mm-hmm. it hurts them. But like they shut them down for a reason. Like they're a great defense. Mm-hmm. I think the Colts return back to what we expect out of Andrew Luck and that offensive production. They're gonna go nuts out there. The Texans aren't any slouch at defense either. No. But I, I got the Colts in a shootout. And I am perfectly fine. Just get DeAndre Hopkins one touchdown and then just let Fairbairn DeAndre kick those Hopkins, field goals. Man, that just dude. let Fairbairn kick field goals and get me 21 fantasy points again out of my quick kicker. Ugh. Because that was beautiful last week to get 21 out of the kicker. I hate you. And then the next game we go into the Bengals and the Chargers. Chargers are a two-touchdown favorite at home. Holy crap. I got, I got to go with the Chargers over the Bengals. The Bengals have not been good this year. They've got Marvin Lewis, who should be fired. They have Hugh Jackson, who was fired this year. Yep. I'm going with the Chargers to get the win, and they might be getting Melvin Gordon back this week. Give me that bolo tie. 
Philip Rivers. The I'm all man. about it. I, I I love and respect that man. I I think he's going to kill him. I don't know about this a two hard, touchdown. This is the hard analysis you come for the bolo tie. But a two touchdown <laughs> line is kind of nuts. Chargers by fourteen. That's what they got. They've got Chargers by fourteen, and the over under is forty eight. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's so that's dirty. They're I, expecting some points in this one. I want I want Boyd to get some points. That's all mm-hmm. I need to hope for. Well, then we go on. The Broncos will play the 49ers. Broncos a five and a half point favorite. I think that that's an easy one because the 49ers are a decimated team this year. Yeah. And the Broncos will win on the road. 49ers play pretty well, though. Like, mm-hmm. regards to the situation, I feel like they always try to stay competitive. But I mean, try and a, do. They could have a game like what when Nick Mullins has that first game. And yeah. It's like, who the hell is this guy? And they won the Nick game. Nick Mullins competing with everybody <laughs> out there. Good Lord. Uh, but no, you're right. Just The Broncos are a complete team. They they have had an up and down A little bit better here. of a defense, too. A little better of a defense, a little better of a quarterback, uh-huh. a couple better wide receivers. The only thing they don't have is, you know, a tight end equal mm-hmm. to Kittle. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I, I like... I got to go with the Broncos Mm -hmm. in this one. You got to take it. Then the game we talked about earlier, Eagles and Cowboys. Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? But he's he's my quarterback, Dave. He's my quarterback. How about them Cowboys? Trying to save a job for their head coach. I like how in the Eagles segment, I was like, well, we'll talk about if the, like, let's say the Eagles win this game. I don't think they do. I got the Cowboys winning this one. It's going to be close. The over, huh. You want to know what the over under is? And it's weird that this would be the over under. What's that? One. Wait. The over-under is one. That's what it says. ESPN, it says. That can't be right. The ESPN says the line is Dallas three and a half. Yeah. The lo- or the over-under is one. That's so wrong. That's a glitch so on ESPN. Th- they're expecting a very defensive battle. That's such a glitch on ESPN's one. front. It's going to be a zero to zero tie, guys. Nobody wins this one. Call them the tie. It's going to time out. No, I'm going to have the Cowboys win in this one. Then one that doesn't have an over-under, just has a line. Steelers against the Raiders. Steelers by 11 is the line. They think so many points are going to be scored in this one, they said there's not going to be an over-under. Yeah, We're not going to lose money on this one. Well, that's because both teams can score. Well, and the, we've and seen the what Steelers the Steelers do, can do score. against teams that don't play that well. Yeah. No, I, I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the points. I'm mm-hmm. taking all that fun. Like they're The Steelers need this game. Like, they need an... I, no disrespect to the Raiders, they need an easy game like this to get them well, funny, back into... Antonio Brown mm-hmm. had his, like, breakout, like, game again mm-hmm. last week. And it's like, just imagine if him... And Juju get rolling at the same mm-hmm. time. Oh, good lord! And if they had, I know James Conner has been well, but James Conner injured right now. If they had Le'Veon just to click oh, with that get offense out of here with the Le'Veon right garbage. now, but I mean, going to take the Steelers to beat the Raiders. Raiders got to stay in line with the 49ers. To try they can't to get that uh, one say pick. yeah. The, the battle for the bottom is yeah, there. They, they can't win. And then another game that will. It's going to pay dividends in the draft order. The yeah. Cardinals are at three. Are yeah, three and nine. They will host the Lions, who are four and eight. Neither of these teams are good on the road or at home. I mean, the Cardinals just <laughs> won on the road in one of the toughest but environments. Here's the thing: the Lions one and four on the road. The Cardinals one and five at home. This is going to be a bad game in my mind, or a very good game for the Lions. And I'm going to have the Lions win this one because I am not impressed with the Cardinals this year. Hmm. Mm. Dave's like, I don't know. Do I have to pick a winner I don't, for this one? I don't. Can, can I just say, like, both teams go home unhappy? 
Uh, One team wins, but they both aren't happy. Yeah, I'll I'll pick the I'll pick the Cardinals as the winner. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Cardinals, and they're unhappy because they wanted to lose the game because they want to the get draft a higher pick. draft. Yeah, pick. yeah, that's that's where I'm rolling. And with that then one. we've got our two teams in the prime time Sunday night action: the Rams and the Bears. <sighs> what do you think for this one? Mitch is back. Can you win? Can you beat the yes. Rams? Mark Weber wills me to say yes, Super Bowl, Super Bears. Bears take this one convincingly. I will say this, and this goes to every Bear fan that commented on that video last week. Not a chance, not a chance. The Rams will win, and it will be a blowout. I'm I'm not saying, I don't think it'll be like Chiefs-Rams. I don't think we're getting a 52-50 game. So good. I think the Rams are going to expose the Bears' defense, and they are going to blow the top, kind of like what they did to us in L.A. I know it's in Chicago. 54-51 game, by the way. 54-51. But I'm going to go Rams to beat the Bears in Soldier Field. And then a game I'm not looking forward to. Uh, Seattle's a three-and-a-half-point favorite, as they should be at home. Uh, Vikings go to Seattle. I'm going to pick the Vikings, but it's going to be a very non-confident you're, Viking pick. You're going to be wrong because Seattle's actually a much better team. I know. That's why I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm very nervous. Yeah, all of a sudden— Notice how it's not a confident, like, yeah, Vikings oh, win. Oh, I know. It's like a— I'm not going Look, against the, my team, but I hope we the play The Seahawks well. found some offensive movement out there. Their mm-hmm. defense swinging like. If our defense comes to play, Adam Thielen will still game, get his. Oh, he better. We got him. We, what's your but your run game is so hit or miss game. that like you can't I get know, off the field. Right? I know. Like it's just we got to play well. The defense will have to be. It's gonna be have to be strong. Zimzan better bring his A game. <laughs> Zimzan, the Zim dog, as I like to call him, uh, has to really. I'm nervous for this one. We gotta win this one. Too, Russell especially. Wilson's so good. I just—is it bad? I don't care about winning the North. I just want to get into the playoffs. That's because you already made defeat to the Bears because we're the better team. Well, no, we could still beat the Bears. No, and but you win know the we're the better breaker. team. But it's like I'm not even worried if we don't win the division. I just yeah. want to make the playoffs. That's, That's all fair. I want to do. You think you think just making it, you're you got a chance at any given one game. The reason why is if we make it as the sixth seed, yep. we get to play the Bears a third time, and it's hard to beat a team three times in a row, Dave. Even if you beat us in Minnesota, it's hard to beat a team three times in a row in a season. We'll see, because that third game could be a snowy one <laughs> in, could, Chicago, in Chicago. It would, be, it would be a great game, too, to watch. But any final thoughts before we end this one? I hope Since that this that week doesn't suck like last week. Oh yeah. Last week we had some stinkers for mm-hmm. games, uh, and that's just from a, like, entertainment value mm-hmm. your team might have done good and happy for you on that but you're thinking about like that jaguar colt game that was like there six were a to nothing. handful of games that were mm-hmm. just bad football so yeah. and bad refing mm-hmm. and that's i know that's every week but like dave's like that's just a bears game no no there were it was not just the bears <laughs> game trust me uh many games bad refs many mm-hmm. games bad football play so get me a solid week of football i think this week's got it well, this is where you guys come in. Let us know what your picks are for this week. What do you expect your team to do as well? want to thank you guys for listening and checking out the podcast. Make sure to support us on Patreon. That's how we can do everything we love to do for you guys each and every week. Make sure, I didn't say at the beginning, get that t-shirt that Dave is modeling on the store and the website where you can catch MVP each and every day. Then last but not least, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, rate and review us. I hope you give us a five-star rating, but don't want to tell anybody what to do. I remember we got that comment once of like, how dare you tell me what to do, but just 
please rate and review the podcast. It really helps us out. Thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.